0: Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show.
1: One child grows up to be somebody that just loves to learn, and another child grows up to be somebody you just love to burn. Mom loves. than the mud it's a family
2: affair
0: Christian Carguy radio show
2: I say this calls for
1: action and now nip it in the bud nip it in the bud you got to nip it in the bud
0: negotiations Bible style Bible style, Bible, 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 negotiation, Bible style.
1: Help me if you can, I'm feeling down, and I do appreciate you being around, help me get my feet back on the ground, won't you please, please help me?
0: Help, (laughs) I need somebody. Profiting on friends and family. Yes, I said help. I need somebody. Profiting on friends and family. But I'm spelling profiting just a little bit different than you may think. It's like P-R-O-P-H. Profiting on friends and family. And no, this isn't the old car business tactic of hiring. I don't know if you knew we did this. But we used to hire way too many car salesmen, rookie car salesmen, just in hopes that they would sell all their friends and families and relatives. <laughs> Which sounds like real estate. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. But we. D- this isn't about that. Help, I need somebody. This profiting on friends and family may surprise you. It sure did me, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But also today, speaking of asking for help, can I just tell you that there's so much help on YouTube. I'm blown away. And I have some youtube I'm calling it, sounds painful (laughs) i want to share and uh what what that might do as far as car repair it's amazing what what what's available now and some things you might be helpful for you to know and to watch out for when it comes to that kind of thing and speaking of help i need somebody i have a friend and a brother in this case we have wild bill our christian (laughs) good morning everybody (laughs) insurance guy bill Yes, sir. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down. <laughs> I, I've repaired my oven three
3: times with YouTube. It's amazing what you can do with that rescue. Well, and done a couple jobs on my car.
0: But you've got insurance help for yes. people today, and and you know I think this lesson of nationwide is on your side It's just part of
3: that well we try real hard you know we're we're not owned by stockholders we're owned by our policyholders and we really really try hard
0: so honestly pride <clears throat> is a big issue here and based on my own pride personally yes i have tons of it and vainglory i have always read the passage in mark chapter four excuse me it's in mark chapter six it's verse four a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives in his own household. So, you know, I kind of felt like Rodney Dangerfield when it came to this particular passage, and you might remember Rodney Dangerfield, I can't get no respect. Well, let's listen for Rodney just a second here. One of my problems, you
2: know, I don't get no respect. No respect at all. Every time I get an elevator, the operator
1: says the same thing to me.
0: Basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the car salesman of all these years you know I could never get no respect (laughs) that's what I thought that passage had to do with but the Holy Spirit gave me some new insight here and a chance to see miracles and healing from of all people my own friends and family and here's the passage he went away from there and came to his hometown we're talking about Jesus he came to his hometown and his disciples followed him and on the Sabbath he began to preach and teach in the synagogue And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is this wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works being done by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his old household. And how could he do mighty works there except that he has laid his hands and feet and he could not, that's the key passage right there, he could not do mighty works there except he did lay hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of of their unbelief. So recognizing wisdom and miracles, these people recognized wisdom and miracles, they saw it, but it did not necessarily equal growth or fruit jesus homeboys <laughs> that's where you kind of look at them there they were not seeing this as wisdom or healing or something that was available to them tragically by comparing occupation or family status is clearly the work of fools as demonstrated here because what did they say how could this guy know this stuff he's a carpenter You know, if I look at that in my own life, oh, I'm a manager. I own my own business. I don't don't need help from that guy. He's a a mechanic. He's a whatever he is. So obviously he doesn't know anything. Well, he's going to try to sell you something. He's an (laughs) insurance (laughs) agent. Or where he's from, right? His parents live on Depot Street. Mine live on Park Avenue. That guy's from the wrong side of the tracks. This can't be anybody I could get anything from so Jesus goes on further to say a prophet is dishonored in his own house. In other words, family affairs. That's why we start out with that. Family affairs are loaded with envy and bitter roots and judgments and actually satanic agreements. When I agree that my brother is always going to get the girl, believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I'm making an agreement that sets up a lot of interesting things. And that agreement was with Satan. If I don't break that agreement, I'm going to have all sorts of issues in my life. So what God designed to nurture us has been corrupted to be a place of pain for many, even in Jesus' family, you saw this. So it's easy to see, <laughs> it is easy to see how I'm dishonored, like I'm a car salesman or an insurance salesman, we feel dishonored, like Rodney Dangerfield. So we wanna hear from Rodney just one more time because he's hilarious.
1: I mean, I don't respect when I was a kid, we played hide and seek.
4: They won't even look for
0: me. <laughs> so, I always thought that this passage was about why I got no respect, not turning it upside down and go, the real opportunity here is to find out who and why I'm dishonoring people. Me, I'm the one that's dishonoring people because I don't think they're up to my level because of envy or bitter roots or judgments and satanic agreements within my own family. And here's a really cool, cool, cool thing. And I think this is priceless in the passage as to the reason Jesus wasn't able to do the miracles. No one asked. It's that simple. Proud people do not ask, nor will they receive any help. It, it, you know, it says he couldn't do miracles. Well, the reason he couldn't do them is because they didn't go because they didn't. He says, this guy's a carpenter. He, he, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. Well, the challenge there is for me to see who am I looking at. I mean, I understand that Jesus is there ultimately this passage is about going to Jesus and yes, he can do miracles if we have faith and all that. But there's something else there too. That having faith in your own family, having faith in people that really want to help you and 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 so on today's show, we're live and I would love for you to call, of course, with your YouTube experience or you've got an insurance question, an automotive question. But what I would really love to hear is that time that you got blown away by that friend or that family member. You never would have guessed that they were a prophet. (laughs) They (laughs) were going to tremendously profit you. I have a a story like that of my own that I'm going to share. But that time when you were sure you needed help and there was that friend or that family member or that brother or that homeboy that provided a miracle or deep healing, 866 348 7884 is the number to call in and share. 866 348 7884. Of course, we have this all at our website, christiancarguy.com. We'd love for you to go there. Are hundreds of articles, podcasts of all our previous shows, and of course, Christian Carguy Theater. We hopefully will have a new episode for you, Jailhouse Justice Part 4, coming up next week. And there's a new article at christiancarguy.com from our dream museum. They have a 1973 CUDA restoration project project i call it a cuda with venom bill they're taking a a 1973 cuda and they're putting a viper v10 500 horsepower engine drivetrain in, and it's really cool looking so that's there as well as our christian car salespeople registry and the christian car centers that are involved with the jesus labor love which gets us to the jesus labor love car repair for single moms widows and families in crisis we had another wonderful week of of seeing fruit there, and I am so grateful for all the donations that, that come in and for the people praying. I, you know, without prayer, it doesn't happen, and I had a chance to pray with some really neat applicants this week and to hear the relief when, when God comes through for them. It's the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair Labor for Single Moms, Widows, Families in Crisis. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. During this break, think about how has somebody that you did not expect your friend or family come through as a profit for you? Or maybe you got that YouTube question. 866 348 7884 866 34 Truth. So much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming at you. If you ever to
1: West. One child grows up to be. In the mud. It's a family
0: affair. help i need somebody profiting on friends and family today on the christian car guy show i would love to hear your story of when god came through through an un, unexpected place a friend or a family you had no idea that wow there you are this person is a prophet in his hometown and i just had no understanding of of how God could ref- be reflected in, in somebody that close to me, however that may look in your life. 866-348-7884. We're also going to share some youtube utilization. I think I said it better that time. Uh, it still sounds painful. <laughs> and, of course, we have Bill Mixon here, which we're going to get right to that that whole issue of, you know, honestly, until I met Bill, understood Bill as the brother that he is, I never had any thought that if I were – to have an accident or I was to have something that this would be the best possible time to ask for help because talk about a profit that's in your own line. But my initial thought was always that, Oh, if I told him what really happened, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm not going to get, you Boy, know, he
3: messes a lot of people up, but
0: it, it, it doesn't, I don't give him the whole story. What if I just hold back the little detail? Like, you know, I forgot to get their driver's license number or whatever, you know, what is it? Or I, You know, I got a speeding ticket. What are these things? But there you go.
3: Well, there's some companies that started a practice I don't really like, but the rest of us had to follow, and that is that when somebody calls in and gets a quote, especially with the 1-800 numbers, they ask them, have you had any accidents? Uh, No. Uh, How many drivers are in the household? Uh, Just me. Have you had an accident in the last three years? Not that I can remember. Oh, here's a great price. Oh, what a wonderful price. It's, it's half what you were paying before. And then three months later, you get a bill, and your price has gone up five times. And you call up, furious. And they said, well, we asked you, did you have any accidents? And you didn't tell us about that one that happened the day before. And we asked you if you had any speeding tickets, and you didn't tell us about them. And we asked you if there were any other cars or drivers. All that information is available. Now, we got to pay to see it. And it used to be that we would run those reports ahead of time. And then some really big players in the 1-800 number got into the situation where they said, well, why don't we just go ahead and write them and put them on the books and we'll just send them a bill three months later when we actually run the reports. So my point is there are all kinds of situations where somebody just shares part of the information. Or just flat out lies, and it comes or it doesn't back call. Bites and bites that, them. That, that, that's
0: the part that I really was hoping people would see, because I, I think that oh, hopefully, yes. hopefully, our listeners are not going to lie. I'm 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 hoping that they uh, see the advantage. But the the real thing is that I don't ask for help because I don't. You know, that's why Jesus couldn't do any miracles.
3: Well, I was sitting down with a young driver just yesterday and I was saying to her, Al, let me tell you what I tell all my young drivers. One part of that is if you get in an accident, that's the time while you're waiting for the police to show up to call mama or call me. Let's discuss what's going on. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to take care of it yourself, because if you get too far down the road, you can really mess yourself up. Most insurance policies across the nation say, if you try to negotiate something with the person you ran into, hey, here's 50 bucks, let's just drop that. Well, you voided your insurance. So when they call back two days later and say, my transmission fell out, the transmission place said it was because I was bumped, or my my cousin's nephew's next-door neighbor, the chiropractor, can now see me 32 times, they come back to you and it turns out to be bigger than you thought. You messed yourself up.
0: And, and, and therein lies the real opportunity that I, no matter what has happened, to, to call that insha- insurance agent or car repair place or whatever to ask for help as soon as you're overwhelmed because the further you go down the wrong direction, especially if the accident just happened. And, and there's the part that I'm hoping my own daughter is hearing me. The very moment after you've notified the police and your parents what's going on or whoever is critical to the situation, the next one is your insurance agent because I can't tell you how many times, you know, since Bill's a good friend of mine and I always knew he was on my side in spite of the fact that he worked for Nationwide. Just kidding. And, <laughs> I, and so my, my immediate thing immediately, like when the tree fell on my daughter's car, it was immediately, next thing is call Bill, what do we do?
3: Well, that's also why you want to sit down across the table and look somebody in the eye and shake their hand when you do business and not deal with an 800 number where every time you call in, you're talking to somebody different and they have absolutely nothing invested in you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have friends in low places. I like- <laughs> as long as you call. You know, I, they always ask for the basement when they... When they come my way, too. <laughs> so moving on to our utilization. Now, again, if you've got that story, and I've got one for you in a minute about where some friend or family came to your aid, we want to hear it. 866-348-7884, truth Well, you may know that Old Red, my Dodge truck that I drive, has over 400,000. I think it's about 403,000 on it now. And last week, of all things, I stuck my key in the ignition and twisted it, and nothing happened <laughs> it's like oh no oh no i mean nothing happened and i knew it the battery was good and it was just like oh the, the ignition the key, the key went bad the key went bad <laughs> and i knew the ignition switch you know it's got 400 and some odd thousand miles and, and at the same time my daughter came home and said daddy my headlights in my car just not bright enough it's possible to get brighter headlights well actually i did a show a few years ago on installing these sylvania uh brighter headlights in your kids cars and i thought gee i never thought about doing that in yours morale get some new headlights and she has a volkswagen beetle and i can assure you that between replacing an ignition switch now you may think because robbie's the christian car guy he was like the consummate mechanic this is not the case i was <laughs> I was a parts man at one point in time. I changed oil. I did some stuff, but some stuff's over my head, and I understand that. And what happened with YouTube and all that, we're going to get to that in a minute. we got all kinds of stories that we want to hear from you about help. I need somebody profiting <laughs> from family and friends. So much more Christian Guy show coming up. Stay tuned. Help, I need somebody. I just not anybody. <laughs> Help. Yeah, uh, that's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Uh, we would love to hear your story of where somebody came through and helped you. 866-348-7884. Profiting on friends and family when you may not have been expecting it. 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and share and again, we're going to get to some YouTube-alization car repair stories in a minute. And uh, maybe you've got a car insurance question for Bill or an auto question. We would love to help you at 866-348-7884. Well, years ago, I had a wonderful Sunday school class in the church I attended, Calvary Baptist Church. And we had like, whoa, maybe 75 or 100 friends that were in this particular Sunday school class and it just so happened that one of them was a nurse and that one's name was Ramona Sechrist and she was a nurse in the um, uh, neurological department the surgical neurological department and that never even crossed my mind you know never even ever thought about that until I ended up with this I I think basically because of my lymphoma they ended up doing what they call a brain biopsy because they thought that Cancer had spread to my brain. So a brain biopsy is not a fun thing, actually, and I won't go into all the details. But they, they, they do surgery in your brain to take out a piece. But, and so now if you're wondering. <laughs> I hope they left some. Now I understand. Okay. All right. But anyway, unfortunately, they put, in my case, they put a platinum or titanium plate or something in there so that there wouldn't be a hole in my head. And that titanium plate had a staph infection in it. And that caused a brain abscess, something you don't ever, ever, ever want to have happen. And your brain starts to swell inside your skull after this happened. And the amount of pain is really more than I could. And I've had kidney stones. I've had a lot of interesting painful things. People that know me know I've fallen out of trees and all sorts of things. But I can assure you there was nothing ever like this one. And no matter what they gave me, it would not help. And they were actually rushing me into emergency surgery to essentially opened my head back up to get the pressure off and to take that plate out and all this other stuff. And in the meantime, I'm laying there in more pain than I could ever imagine. And I will never, ever, ever forget. That is when this particular friend that I never would have guessed would be there that would be a prophet. But there she was. And of course, I, you could not talk to me at that point in time. I was in way too much pain. What she did was she just simply held my hand and sat there where she said, Robbie, it's going to be a while. They're trying to rush you in, but it's going to be a few minutes. She said it very calmly, and she just sat there and held my hand. <laughs> if God ever showed up in my life, other than the time I was crushed and he came and gave me a hug, he, he held my hand through Ramona Secrets that particular day. Like, I, I can't even... You know, my only sense of I'm going to make it through this was this person who cared about me, you know, as I was laying there waiting on the surgery. Well, as you can see, I lived <laughs> and lived to tell about it. But you don't know. You just don't know the people that God has in your life that in some particular moment would just be absolutely critically somebody's messenger from God. You're going to say, Bill?
3: Well, my, my daughter had leukemia and the pediatrician sent us to baptist hospital and i was assuming that it was the right hospital that it was in network then come to find out on day three that they didn't have an agreement with our health insurance company and they were going to move us force us instead of go to winston to go an hour and a half away to duke and I told my wife that we were going to have to relocate and she assured me that we did not have to relocate, that our daughter was where God wanted her to be and that we were going to stay at Baptist Hospital. And I tried to explain to her that would cost a fortune and then I lost that discussion <laughs> and when I was at the office, I got a phone call and wonderful friend of mine called up and asked me how I was doing. And after I shared with him my situation, he said, write down these words, single case patient negotiation. And I said, what do I do with that? I said, if the health insurance company or the hospital calls and asks you if there's anything they can do for you, you ask them to go research single case patient negotiation because they won't know what it is. But they'll find out that it's possible for your daughter to stay there if both the hospital and the health insurance company are willing so, to do it. And yeah, so the same thing, and God supplied
0: through. your wife being a prophet saying this is my, what need to My happen. wife
3: was saying Buddy was not going to enter into fixing our daughter and that we were going to stay right where we were.
0: And, and then God sent the, the way God that it would happen. God sent the way to make it work. And so I know you got a story. We would love to hear it, 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth This is the Christian Car Guy Show and there's nothing we love more than hear about how God came to your rescue in any situation through anybody. But getting on to youtube utilization, as I was mentioning, Old Red would not crank. And so this was a little bit above my normal repair. You know, I can do oil change and then i tune-ups and those kind of things, work on my lawnmower. But when it comes to, working inside this, the steering column and all this was more than I normally would attempt. But I thought, before I just decide to go get somebody else to do this, because men love it when we can do something, it, it proves we have what it takes, which is a guy thing. Give us a hammer and tell us where to <laughs> hit it. So I, I, I said, well, let me see if there's a YouTube video on how to replace the ignition switch on a 1995 Dodge Dakota. And lo and behold, there wasn't one. There was like <laughs> Five. And 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 they ranged in time between three minutes and about fourteen minutes to watch them, and and talk about a plethora of information. I mean, it was more than unbelievable, Bill. Not only this was so cool. Not only did they show you how to do it, but they even told you you're going to need one of these special screwdrivers that has a little hole in the middle, and this is where you get it. And then you're going to need this part, and this is this part, and it's going you're going to be able to get this from O'Reilly's. Actually, is where they told me, and you're gonna be able to get this special tool in order to get this particular screw out and then you gotta do this. And they, they showed you all this stuff. It was absolutely unbelievable. I was like, wow, this is like a step-by-step even I could do this, I could do this. And so with my new confidence, I opened it up just to see if, you know, that I could see that it did need that special tool and whatever and sure enough, it was just like the guy had said. I went down to O'Reilly's like I knew what I was doing and, and bought the parts. And my wife was going, no, you're not either. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I want to point out, I was really impressed with that the very first thing, and this is why I think if you're going to attempt something like this, you need to watch as many videos as you can on the subject. If you, if it's a little bit above your pay grade, is the very first thing that they each said was disconnect the battery. And the reason why well, you don't want to die, you don't want to die and how you can die. If you mess around in your steering column is there's an airbag in there. And if you deploy that airbag, In the wrong, when you got your face sticking down in the in the you know it it could go really bad for you, and so that was the very I thought it was very neat, and and this is the reason why you don't want to go doing a repair that's above your pay grade, but if you see the video and you go yeah I'm competent to do this and I could see that you know I didn't need any tools that I didn't have and I could see how to do it the insurance is (laughs) paid and I have an insurance agent I can call in a minute and and all these things it was really and, and I love the fact that they gave me that advice. Disconnect the battery first thing before you start messing around with the steering column. Which I, I I actually knew that. But I also was, like, really assured that these people are looking out for me as I began to watch the video. So it just so happens that our very own producer here at Christian Car Guy Show needed a cabin air filter for his used van and so kim you got a story along these lines where you used youtube yeah it was actually in my my
2: um 2007 hyundai elantra and when we bought it probably about maybe about seven years ago it had a moldy smell in it uh, when we approached uh, the car and we're trying to figure it out and change the filter on the hood and everything still couldn't find the issue well we went to a auto zone the guy said Did you change the uh Cabin filter, like what cabin filter? <laughs> so, we took it out, and oh my goodness,
1: it
0: was. And how did nasty. you? How did you find out where the cabin air filter was, and how did you get that done? Through YouTube. And then it cool. They gave Went you a step by step. Through YouTube, and they told me say go
3: behind the glove box and pull it out, and there it is. You know, that's the most complicated, stupid thing anybody <laughs> ever put in a car. I, I don't understand why they make something as. You, a filter that you got to use Oh, a cabin air filter is wonderful, wonderful.
0: <laughs> Before you got all that musty smell and you couldn't get it out because you couldn't replace the cabin. There was no filter to, to help you not no. get pollen and all that stuff. It's a great thing.
4: And I had no idea where it was until We have more YouTube.
0: <laughs> YouTube utilization, but we need your story coming up in the next segment. of Christian Car Guy is your last chance to share. Help! I needed somebody and God came through through so somebody in your family. Call us 866-348-7884.
5: problem has got to flee with the power
0: that comes from L-A-I-D-A. It's faith sometimes faith in friends and relatives obviously powered through the Holy Spirit powered through Jesus but it's often how many times you may have a prophet right there in your own family or right down the street and I'm so grateful boy the lines lit up during the break and we got calls from all over. Going to share these stories with us. First off, we got Rick is in Greensboro. Rick, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
4: Good morning, Robbie. I'll try to be quick since you've got several people. Um, my story is based on the fact that most of us men have a tendency to get really stressed when things don't go our way. <laughs> my dad was, my dad was a uh, oh good gosh whenever something would happen. And yet, you look at Jesus's life in the New Testament, and you find that most of the most amazing moments were oh-good-gosh moments, things where a guy's tearing a roof open to lower a friend down <laughs> to be healed, and, and we just, if if you and I were to decide, we'd be rushing up to stop, you know? And But anyway, so here's what happened. My mom was a missionary after my father died in 1990. She was home for furlough. We were driving down to Georgia from Greensboro, and uh, I had been reading a little book, you probably heard of Prison of Praise, where it shares the, the importance of, in all circumstances, good or bad, to give thanks to God, not necessarily for the bad thing, like the car wreck or flat tire, but in the midst of the car wreck or the flat tire, you lift up your hands and say, Lord, I praise you. You knew this was going to happen and do something good with it. So I'm driving down there. We get down to Rockingham right there at Hull House. It's famous for years. Anyway, we pull in there with my little new truck, 2 years old truck and back into the the slot. And all of a sudden, water starts pouring out from under. Steam's pouring out. I'm like, oh man, You know, I'm stuck in Rockingham. And mom and I got out and looked at it. We went inside. Of course, everybody inside was looking at my truck and and this was back when people were smoking in restaurants, and these two guys right next to where we were being seated were smoking like furnaces. And I was like, "Oh man, you know." <laughs> so I went in the bathroom, and the Lord's like, "What are you going to do?" And I was like, "Okay, Lord, in this situation, this is so bad, but I'm going to just praise you. I don't understand this. This is crazy, but Lord, I just praise you." So I come out, and as I do, I'm walking by. Now I'm the kind of guy that will politely just say, "Guys, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm kind of allergic to cigarette smoke. So if you don't mind, would you maybe after these, may, you know, maybe not light up?" But the Lord just me don't say anything so I sat down and one of those two guys said hey man where are you headed I said well my mom and I uh, we were heading down to Georgia it looks like we're gonna be stuck in Rockingham now we had little room in my truck for any tools I'd taken all my tools out had mom's stuff and my stuff no tools and the guy said well I'll tell you what when you're done son we'll get out there and we'll take a look at it so I'm like wow thank you lord <laughs> so we go out there real quick go outside and he has got a complete set of mechanics tools we go look at the truck. It turns out it's just a little tiny hose at the top, not a big hose from the radiator, but a little small one. One of the that had, houses, had right? split. Yeah, just a small one, and it was just leaking. And so he takes me down to the auto zone at 75 cents for a piece of hose. <laughs> and on the way back, on the way back, the Lord is saying, Rick, this was not just so you can get your car fixed. This is a, someone that needs me. And so I said, Larry, i got to tell you something. I believe this was a divine appointment. He said, what? I said, yeah, I think maybe an angel sliced the hose or something, but I'm telling you, I believe God wanted me to share with you how much he loves you. And he's like, really? And I said, yeah. He prayed to receive Christ in the parking lot with me when we got back to that truck. And oh, I just knew that. Story. Now, if I had my normal self had responded, oh, good gosh. And I would say, hey, would you please stop smoking those cigarette?" I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd have been stuck rocking him, and Larry would have never heard about the Lord. Oh, so my uh, word. That was one of those rare times where I remembered to praise God first. And I've had a few others since then, but I know you got other people coming. But that's my, one of my favorite stories of how God came through. Total stranger had everything I needed to fix my vehicle, and yet he needed something that I had, which was the Lord.
0: What a testimony, Rick! God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank wow, you for <laughs> that's
4: so cool, unbelievable.
0: God bless. All right, <laughs> Thank we you, have. God bless you. <clears throat> Karen is in Stanwick, Washington. Karen, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Can you go kind of quick for us?
5: Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much. I just wanted to remind people that, um, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Um, seven years ago, my husband had septic shock and, um, his liver and kidney were failing, and we oh. were in the ER, and I was, the doctors weren't sure how it was going to go. I wasn't sure if he was going to make it or not, and I called my mother-in-law, who's a prayer warrior, and her friend, and got the church um, praying and chains going, but my mother-in-law has a um, a spunky um, lady who is on fire for the Lord all the time, and she's always praying, and she was bathing, taught in prayer, and... Um, she said she saw angels around his hospital bed and um anyway my husband it was out of the hospital in 3 days and he had no no consequences and we're just really thankful and it's just a reminder to to just pray sometimes we feel like we can't do anything but God is listening wow. and he has angels to help us so wow yeah wow. so i'm so
0: blessed us by yeah. these stories karen and so blessed that you would listen thank you thank you, for you. Thank oh, you wow. so much for so your much?
5: service thank you so much for your service God Bless. we
0: have one more to go kathy is in winston-salem north carolina kathy you're on the christian car guy show good morning
2: hey y'all remember me <coughs> of course hey bill hey,
3: it's <laughs> nice for you to call in i hope you've been doing well <laughs>
2: i'm all right thank you i hope y'all are we are um i retired
0: well, praise, so, after twenty-eight years
2: of cleaning houses, I no longer work. Um, but I wanted to tell you a story. Uh, God intervened in a situation, either directly or through angels. But on um, February twentieth, about eleven thirty p.m., I went to Walmart to get groceries because I couldn't sleep. I got back about twenty minutes till one a.m. and I was getting the groceries out of the back seat. And I backed myself out with groceries on my, bags on my arm, turned around. And a man oh, was standing there with a gun in my face. No, my word. And he started demanding money. And I didn't have any money. He And then want a jewelry. I don't have any jewelry. He kept on and on and on. I said, here, take my pocketbook. I didn't have any money in there. But I had every, almost everything else in there that had to be replaced. But he could have easily done nothing but hit me, and he, would, he could have killed me if he if what he wanted to do. Or he could have forced me into the apartment, or he could have taken the keys out of my hand. But he didn't do that, praise the Lord. So I'm here because the Lord took care of me in that situation. And even if he hadn't, I'd still be okay because I'd be in heaven.
0: In that moment, did you have any indication that Jesus was with you? Did you have some prayer? Was there something going on?
2: Uh, um, but when I first turned around, I thought, this is bad. I bet. But, you know, I really wasn't as scared as I thought I would be if I was ever in a situation like that. When you see shows on TV and the horrible things that happen, none of that stuff went through my mind. The only thing that went through my mind is that he could shoot me. And if he does, he will kill me. But I didn't, I had a piece about it. I mean, I was scared a little bit. I mean, I wasn't shaking. I was, I didn't.
0: Yeah, fold.
2: Wow. Uh, I have to admit that I didn't witness to him. <laughs> I don't think he was really <laughs> interested.
0: Yeah, yeah. I but I
2: finally that. just said, here, take my pocketbook, and he took it, and he turned around and left. Wow, praise and God! And I called the police, and,
0: and they never followed him. what a what a what a. But I, you know, did you think he felt followed you from the Walmart because he saw you shopping?
2: They, the police, checked that, and no. Uh, and he, uh, he didn't follow me in. I think he was here already, waiting for the right person to come around. Somebody elderly by themselves. Wow! And I just happened to be the only one out there.
0: Well, again, Kathy. God and where bless he him.
2: came from exactly, I don't know. But there was a car parked at the yeah. mailbox. It's not far well, from my apartment. Well, you again thank for calling
0: in. There. That's so awesome. God bless you. And I'm you're us. I hope y'all are well. Yes, we ma'am. are. Thank you, Bam. Oh, oh! Cut her off just a. A tad too quick, but we're so glad that you' listening. Oh man, I'm I'm blessed. I know you are, Bill. I thought it was amazing stories, and all our listeners that listen, we're so grateful. Uh, of course, you can find out all this information at ChristianCarGuy.com. All the stories and stuff about YouTube and all those things. I wanted to also point out that when I did my daughter's headlights and got her to the new Sylvania brighter lights, I had to watch about nine of those videos to get the right car. So you got to be you got to take a look at your car and see which is the right one because you don't want to go down the wrong road. I asked the road. people
3: I ordered the parts for to double-check, and they're usually really good about making sure because they don't you want get the, the right, part back.
0: Get the right thing. So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went got it all done in 30